to the third episode of Mommy Ever After, the podcast. So listen, I'm going to be straight up with you. This is not the original version of this podcast. I recorded what I thought was an awesome, funny, fun podcast, if I do say so myself, uh, last week for you. And... I've been trying to upload it all week and I've been having some trouble because the file size was too big. And so just now I decided that I would be a genius and cut out four or five extraneous minutes because I thought, you know what, they don't really add to the whole narrative, so why don't I just cut them out? Really good plan, right? Well, instead of cutting out those three and a half minutes, I actually cut out the entire 47 minutes, only leaving the three and a half minutes. And so I lost my entire podcast. Uh, I am so disappointed because it's going to be impossible to recreate, but in some ways it's good for two reasons. First of all, I always will keep it a bit real for you here in the land of mom And this kind of thing happens in real life. We have these little snafus or unexpected things happen to us. And if you you listened to our last episode, it was all about the unexpected, our St. Patrick's Day episode about how something happened to me when I was pregnant that was completely unexpected, threw me for a loop and started me on my hard story path. And so in the scheme of things, this is really not a big deal. But it is frustrating, and I'm sorry that you'll miss out on some of what I'm sure were incredibly witty jokes and anecdotes from the last attempt at this podcast. And the second reason why it's particularly fitting for tonight is because the podcast episode tonight is actually called Never, and it's based on a post that I wrote actually exactly two years ago. April 2015. And I can say with pretty good confidence that I will never, ever hear that podcast ever again. It is lost somewhere in time and space. And I really don't like space, but I will get to that in a little bit. So happy April to everyone. You may have noticed that we didn't record a new episode last week, and that's because I was actually so fortunate to have been featured on another podcast called Chicks Who Give a Hoot, and it is this amazing movement that is all about celebrating women who are inspired and who have a cause to promote. And so I went on Chicks Who Give a Hoot, hosted by the awesome Sarah Chambers, and we actually talked for about two hours an hour of which was offline, and we could have probably talked for another two hours, to be honest, but we chatted from her perch in sunny, hot Arizona, and I spoke to her until it was nice and dark here in Philadelphia, and we talked about mental health advocacy and the fact that I want to take things that are normally spoken about so softly, if at all, and scream them and shout them out loud. And I actually had an epiphany while I was having my podcast interview with her. I had my own light bulb aha moment. So it was very meaningful. It was an awesome experience. And so if you get a chance, 
You can actually find my episode either on my blog, www.mommyoveraffter.com, or you can check out Chicks Who Give a Hoot, chickswhogiveahoot.com. She's on Instagram. You can check it out on my Facebook page. It's very easy to find. Google my name. You know the ways to find me. I'm not too hard to uh, track down here. And so uh, I was busy and happily speaking to her last week, which is why I did not publish my own podcast, and which is also why I recorded an extra long podcast and I've learned my lesson. So this will be short, hopefully sweet. And as I promised you before, not every episode, not every tale here is going to be super heavy. Um, I know that I did break up the very kind of dark St. Patrick's Day episode last week with some levity. Um, I will admit that I, in listening back to that episode, am slightly embarrassed by a couple things. Um, I won't go through the entire list of things, but I do think it's pretty funny when I refer to my belly button as a very any 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 in any belly button of sorts. I forget exactly how I worded it, but you know, I like to keep it real here. But so that I do not go over again and have the same fiasco that I just experienced. Ah, big sigh again. I'm going to dive into the world of never. And Honestly, this was based on, as I said, a blog post that I wrote two years ago. And it's funny because you'll notice that some things that I reference and that I talk about are kind of outdated at this point, which is, it's, it's just so interesting how times change. But I had been inspired at the time to write because I was watching an episode of the fine television series entitled Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Now, I'll be honest, because I don't actually keep up with the Kardashians that um, successfully, I would say. I'm not totally sure what's going on with them right now, but at the time, there was an episode where Courtney, the oldest daughter and the first uh, Kardashian sister to become a mom, was going in for a third trimester ultrasound, and she was talking about how excited she was for her third baby, And I remember watching it and feeling two main emotions. I was feeling a little bit ashamed because it was keeping up with Kardashians. No knock on the Kardashians. I mean, they're awesome, obviously, and people want to keep up with them. And I know so many people who are really into so many different members of the Kardashian-Jenner family. And actually, now that I think about it, think about how much their family has changed in the past two years. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. But in any case, I was also feeling wistful. And I had this nostalgic feeling mixed with kind of some sadness because it made me think about some of the things that I will never do. First, let me just say that Courtney, the sister about whom I was just talking, has a son, Mason, who he must be about seven years old or almost eight years old because I think she was pregnant right before I was with my daughter. But I remember that when she gave birth to him, this remarkable thing happened where they showed the footage of her on the reality show giving birth and she was in labor and she had, unlike me, she had her babies the old fashioned way, meaning she had this like amazing vaginal delivery. 
And when it came time for the baby Mason to actually be born, she looked down. I guess I've never been in this situation before, so I'm just going to guess and base it upon what I saw. Looked down, saw his head coming out of her, reached under his arms, and pulled him out of her body and onto her chest. Yep, she delivered her own baby. And so I started referring to that as Kardashianing a baby out of you. So, you know, somebody would pull their baby out of them and I would say, oh my gosh, you Kardashian your baby. So I totally made that into a verb. Um, it was just this incredible primal and I would even go as far as to say beautiful thing. But at the same time, it is something that I can say I will never experience. And that is for two reasons. First, my babies don't come out that way. My babies don't even engage in my pelvis. They don't even like get close. My daughter was head down, but she didn't even engage far enough down into my pelvis to even be reachable, despite the fact that I was in labor for for three days and despite the fact that my water broke. She needed to be born when she was born at 40 weeks, but she was not even close to, you know, getting down there, which is why I had my first C-section. And with my son, he was like, oh, I'm not even messing with this. So he was transverse, which is an unusual position. So you may have heard of, you know, breech babies where their feet are down or their little butt is down um, or the standard position for a baby to be in to come out is with their head down, typically facing uh, away from the front of the mom. They have some sunny side up babies who are facing up, but in any case... Those are like standard, but oh no, my son who has been a wonderful, pleasant surprise from the beginning decided to be transverse, which meant he was kind of just like chilling across my stomach. So his head was on one side of me and his feet were on the other side. And I mentioned this before, but both of my babies came out weighing exactly seven pounds, 12 ounces. So my daughter was 40 weeks. And my son was actually, he came four days before my scheduled C-section. And I'll tell you his entire crazy zany birth story very, very, very soon. But I think my uterus has this threshold. And once a baby reaches seven pounds, 12 ounces, it's like, you know, time to go. I hope you've enjoyed your stay. You know, please fill out any paperwork on the way out. It's, It's been real hope to see you again soon. Uh, actually they don't say the last part. That would be very, very weird, but, um, it's just so strange. My two babies born at completely different gestational ages came out weighing the exact same amount and were both 21 inches. Uh, my son was a l- slightly, I think he was 21 and a half inches. So slightly longer, but that's like exactly the same size. And so It is safe to say that I will never Kardashian a baby out of me. And the second reason why I'm so sure about that is because most likely, and by most likely I mean like really, 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 really likely, I will not be having any more children. 
let me just say a few things. First of all, as I've said before, if you've read anything I've written or listened to the podcasts, I will always preface what I say, especially when it comes to medical things or sensitive issues with the fact that I am so compassionate and so sensitive and issues like the fact that people experience some really horrible unexpected things during their pregnancies and the worst of all being pregnancy loss. And that is something that I said before is very, very close to me and I feel it very deeply. So please do not take anything I say as either being flippant or not taking things seriously. And most of all, please do not think for one moment that I take for granted the fact that my body grew two healthy babies, one girl, one boy, one for 40 weeks, one for 38 weeks and a couple of days that I was able to breastfeed those babies, one for 18 months and one for 10 weeks once I had to stop breastfeeding him so that I could go on medicine for my postpartum. But I feel incredibly, incredibly blessed and I know how lucky I am. So please know that when I say, Things like the fact that I'm wistful that my days of having a baby are over. I am aware that I did have those days. I did experience that magic. And though I didn't Kardashian a baby out of me, I got to experience quite a lot. And I know that not everybody can. And I know how painful and awful that is. And I'm so sorry. And so I get it. And I feel you and I'm here for you. And I just want to say, if I say anything or if, has, if I've said anything that's triggering, reach out to me. And I'm so thankful that people have reached out to me so far. New friends, new people from all across the country. And you know I take confidentiality so seriously, so I'm not going to give any identifying details. But since I started the podcast, I have you know new community members, new people as part of this tribe. And so thank you to those of you special shout out to those people and you know who you are who have reached out to me and you've said thank you to me well let me just say thank you to you this is literally why I do what I do this is why I write what I write this is why I speak about what I you know what I say and say ridiculous things everything from having an any any in belly button to the most personal of stories about my pregnancy mental health issues, and my current state and struggles. So thank you. And I'm sorry for getting off topic there, but I really needed to say that. And again, when I talk about health issues, either mental or physical, please know that I do so with the utmost respect, care, empathy, and that I don't ever think that what I've been through is somehow worse than anybody else or has any more gravity or seriousness than any of the other afflictions that so many people I know and love are facing today or have faced or have battled and some people have battled and won and some people have battled and lost. So know that that's where I'm coming from when I do talk about these things. So I was saying before that I am very most likely not having any more children. Now, you never know how families are going to evolve and how lives are going to change. My life today is not the life that I had 
envisioned. And for the most part, that's a great thing because I have so much more than I could have ever imagined. I'm getting choked up even saying that as I watch my beautiful kids hold each other in the night in their sleep and they dream together. I could never have imagined that magic, but it just it looks different than what I thought. You know, I never thought I'd have a boy, for example. And I never thought that at 28, when I had my son, I'd be told, you know, look into long-term birth control options, which after my postpartum depression started to really mean, you know, look into more permanent birth control options. Because what's been said to me is that though I can have children, so I will say I'm completely able to have children at this point. I'm able to get pregnant um, as far as I know, you know, no problems. And I would be able to have children, but it would be risky. And it would be risky for my body because I had a complicated C-section in my second surgery and lost a lot of blood. And I will go into that story, but it didn't go so smoothly. And it would be risky for my brain because I am now at a much, much higher risk for prenatal and postpartum anxiety and depression. I didn't even have that risk factor before, but now that I've experienced it and I'm still in in recovery three and a half years later, I think that everyone around me would be pretty scared about what would happen. Now, I'm also keenly aware of the fact that there are many ways to expand a family. And have I written any of those off? No. But there are a lot of factors involved and I want to right now focus on my recovery, my wellness, you know, this community here, my work, my advocacy, being a healthy person and figuring out who I am before I even explore the possibility of expanding our family in any way. And even if I come to a place where I think that that's a great idea, I have a lot of convincing to do with my other better half uh, here. So I will just say that as far as I'm concerned, the two beautiful babies who are sleeping tonight, who I just checked on and gave a goodnight kiss as I do each night, and the husband who's downstairs playing video games and the sleeping nine-year-old doggy who's next to me right now, you know, this is my family. This is the way that we're going to look, um, especially for the foreseeable future, knock on wood. And so for that, I am grateful. And now that I've given this whole intro and introduced you to the all-important verb of Kardashianing a baby out of you, I'll jump into this whole never idea because I think it's really important because so many of us were fortunately, and hopefully I should say, brought up in a time where we've been told you can do anything. There's nothing off limits for you. You know, there's absolutely no ceiling. You can, you can reach for the stars and you can achieve anything. And we are never told never, especially right now. And as a mother in this social climate, I mean, it's like, all I hear is Make sure that you tell your children and make sure you tell your daughter she can do everything or anything. Make sure you tell your children they can be whoever they want to be. But there are some things, and it's a shorter list, but there are some things that are true nevers. And two years ago, I got to thinking about this. And when I say never, 
for the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to say never as in like a finite never, meaning no matter how hard I try, I will never be able to do X or whatever it is. So for example, one of my dreams would be to be on Broadway. I really, really would love to be on Broadway. As a child, I had three dreams, to be a mom, to be a writer, and to be on Broadway. I feel like I'm hitting it out of the park here in the fact that I've been able to accomplish two out of three. And yes, I did dance on the Broadway stage in hair, and I did get to interact when I saw the Pippin revival, but like, you know, come on, I've not been on Broadway. Is it impossible? No. Is it likely? Not even close. I would have to work for probably years on my talent, find the perfect like lightning strike connection, right time, right place, and know somebody and have somebody basically invent a role that was so perfect for me. Actually, maybe I should write Mommy for After the Musical. Can you imagine? I was about to break into song, but I'm going to refrain. No pun intended. I'm not going to be on Broadway. You know, like I'm, I've accepted that. I'm not going to be on Broadway. But I will not say I will never be on Broadway because it's possible. It is possible. I can reach for the stars. But there are some things that no matter how hard I try, how hard I work, how many years it takes me, I still will never be able to do. And so let me just say that I'm aware of this and I'm coming to terms with this. And part of the whole process for me of acceptance when it comes to having another baby has been going through almost the stages of grief. And I hate to use the word grief because it seems like it would almost reflect a profound sadness that I shouldn't have. It's like I'm not entitled to have that sadness because. I do have the children that I have. Like I was just saying that whole, you know, long gratitude filled speech before, but I still am grieving the fact that I'm not in control of my body. I'm not in control of my decision. And so now that I'm 31, it's a time when people that I know are having their third babies. My best friends are having their first and second babies and I hold them and I love them. And I look and I see my kids are in a totally different stage now and it's awesome and I love it so much. But I'm 31. I am at an age where I could in another, you know, in another world had my life gone, you know, in a slightly different direction, be thinking about having a third child now. My son's three and a half, you know, this would be the time I'd probably be trying to, you know, get on it and making that happen. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. It's like the more times I say it, the more times I'll be able to convince myself. And so I've had anger, I've had sadness, and I think I'm in a constant perpetual state of bargaining. So even the beginning of this podcast, I think was part of my bargaining stage of grief because I was saying, you know, well, it's unlikely, but you never know. And the truth is, when I think about how the Kardashians, back to the, the all-important Kardashians, but back to how they've changed in some really, really huge ways, um, and I'm speaking about the Kardashians and the Jenners, obviously, 
but how they've changed in the two years since I first published this piece, you know, who knows what advancements there will be in two years from now and what medicines and how I will be as a human being and who I will be. But I will say that this whole idea of somebody saying to me, you cannot, has been a hard pill to swallow. And when I was coming up with the original idea for this post back in 2015, I actually went to my husband and I said, you know, I'm trying to think of some things to bring some levity to this kind of hard post. Can you tell me, like, is there anything that I, I think I said, like, what are some things or what is the thing that no matter how hard I try, no matter what, I will absolutely positively never be able to do. And without any hesitation, I remember he said, load the dishwasher. And I was like, no, 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 no. I mean like real concrete things. Like I literally can't do. And he said, load the dishwasher. And then I think he walked out of the room. And it's funny because this morning I loaded the dishwasher to be helpful. And I saw actually that he unloaded my dishwasher, like all the plates that I had put in and reloaded it. So some things don't change in two years, evidently. But if I really tried, yes, I could load the dishwasher. Am I great at like spatial relations related things? No, but I can load a dishwasher. But at the time, I came up with a list of things that I thought were interesting nevers that would be a good reflection of things that I will truly never be able to do and that I can accept. So without further ado, I'm going to say that number one on the list, funny enough, I'm going to skip. And it's not just because it's slightly um, more controversial, I will say, which is not, I'm not trying to plug the blog, but if you do want to see, uh, go to mommyeverafter.com and kind of hover over the search. There's a huge, huge search bar that you can, if you hover over the top of the screen, type in the word never and you'll find this post and you'll see the number one on the list and you'll see that it's a little bit more, um, I would say just provocative than some of the other things on the list, but I can no longer say that because of the advancements that have happened in our society and medicine. And it actually has a little bit to do with the Kardashian Jenners. Like it's all coming full circle. So I'm going to start with the second thing on my list, which is that I will never dunk a basketball. Now I'm going to say that when I say that, I mean, without assistance, I don't mean like on someone's shoulders. I don't mean with some like space jets and shoes that are invented in 10 years, but I mean, legit, like start out midcourt, dribble the ball and jump and like touch the rim and slam the ball down and like feel awesome. I'm not going to do that. I can't do it. I know some people who are extremely tall and very athletic who can't dunk a basketball and I'm five foot five and not particularly athletic. So there's just no way. There's just no chance. I will never be able to on my own without assistance, dunk a basketball. The next thing on the list, I told you about my other podcast being lost in time and this thing we call space. I said, I will never go to space. Now, thank God, because I am terrified of space. For this reason, I have never seen Star Wars. I don't like talking about space. 
I get really freaked out by the whole vastness of it. Um, I could go on and on about space. Now, I did think about this, and I was thinking about this more when I recorded the original version of this podcast, but like, if somebody came to me and said, the entire future and well-being of all of humankind is resting on you getting into this rocket ship right now and going into space. Like I would totally go into space, obviously for that. It wouldn't be easy. I'd still freak out and be like completely torn, but I would, if it was like based on, you know, helping people, I would have to do it. But I really, really don't want to go to space. And unless some extraordinary crazy thing happens, I will never be going to space, but I don't want there to be an unless with any of my nevers. So I may have to take this one off the list too, because it is possible. It's just like so unlikely. Also, I would say I've never seen Star Wars and I don't know if I ever will, but I'm not going to say never to that, obviously, because like I have kids. So I'll give that like a 32% chance. The next one is a legit never. I will never know if heaven exists before I die. Again, don't really love talking about it, but that's true. I will never be able to walk with dinosaurs. And you know that I mean this in the real way. Like, unless there's some Jurassic Park somewhere that we don't know about, which I would love, by the way, I will never be able to walk with dinosaurs. The next one is so funny because it shows just how much like this pop culture reference is no longer as relevant. But let me just say to preface this that I don't just watch reality TV. I also was a huge, huge Grey's Anatomy fan. Like recently even went over with my sister, our top five Grey's Anatomy moments ever. And we were like... We had some major overlap because there's just some amazing moments, but I'm like an OG of Grey's Anatomy, like had the DVDs of season one. I'm like talking with my hands right now because I'm getting so passionate about Grey's, but I've been watching that show through the ups and the downs and like the, it's jumped the shark eight times and I've still watched that show. But what I had written was I will never be able to erase the how to save a life episode of Grey's Anatomy to be able to get Derek Shepard that damn cat scan because if you guys saw that episode the episode where I feel like I can spoil it now because it's two years ago it's no longer culturally relevant but if they had just given him the CT scan Derek Shepard could be alive right now and I will never be able to take that back or erase that and even if Grey's Anatomy in jumping the shark for the 17th time decides that this has all been a dream for the last series uh the last season which I actually have not watched because Grey's Anatomy without Derek Shepard is like a surgery without one of those beautiful hats with ferry boats on it that says it's a beautiful day to save lives so I have a lot of catching up to do there but like you know that really uh threw things for me But even if they decided that everything since then was a dream and he comes back and he's more dreamy than ever, to be honest, like, I will not be able to erase that episode from history and people will always remember that. So that is another never. Um, I will never be able to live inside of a giant whale. And let me just specify, because when I said this to my husband, he was like, you know, you could make a home in a whale that was on like a beached whale. That's not what I meant. I meant like 
I love whales so much. Oh my God. When I was younger, I adopted a whale and her name was Star. And then I became Rebecca Fox Star. I just love whales. I've loved whales since Voyage of the Mimi. And if you know what I'm talking about, huge shout out. Talk about quality programming. Come on. Voyage of the Mimi was the best. But I love whales. I went on whale watches because of this. And so I'm talking about like literally diving down, finding a huge gray whale or blue whale, like one of the huge ones, and making a home inside of it under the water. I'm not going to be able to do that. So that's a never. And finally, my sister gave this one to me two years ago. I won't forget, but I will never be able to turn water into wine. I feel like it's appropriate for this month. Um, And no one take offense to that, please. It was, you know, said in the midst of this post. And finally, once again, I will never be able to Kardashian a kid out of my body. I will never again take a pregnancy test and get to see the two lines come up. And when I say that, I think about my awesome birth story of my son, and I can't wait to share that. And again, it'll be very soon because it's fun and it's exciting and unexpected. And I just am really looking forward to sharing that with you. But finding out I was pregnant with him was really special too. So I'm not going to have that anymore. I'm not going to have that magic I'm never going to feel a baby move inside of me. And this is actually very personal, but it's something that I have dreams about still, which is like, you know, I have, I have a dreams about feeling the baby move because I felt my kids both move so much and I can remember what that's like and I'll never feel that again. I will never grow another human, birth another human, breastfeed another human, but I have, like I said, I have, I have done these things. And for that, I am always going to be eternally grateful. So to wrap up for tonight, to keep this, as I said, short and hopefully sweet for you. And hopefully at some point this made you smile or touched you in some way. But I will never, ever be a Kardashian. Although it's unlikely, but not impossible because... Even though I'm not keeping up with them, I hear that Rob is single again. So, you know, you never know. So thank you so much for being here. Again, if you need me, if you want to just reach out, give me a shout out, give me an email. It's Rebecca at mommyeveraftercom Visit the website, go online, go on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all at mommyeveraftercom And thank you once again for listening to my story and think about some things, you know, maybe it's a fun party game of like the never, not just never have I ever, but things that you could never do, you know, like living inside of a whale or loading the dishwasher or being a Kardashian, or maybe you will be able to be a Kardashian. And if you are, if that happens to you, then you definitely have to email me. All right, guys, thank you so much. Be well, enjoy, have a great start to your week, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. All right, thanks. Bye-bye.